Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Friday, December 20th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, the holiday season is usually a time when the governor issues clemencies for incarcerated inmates. Missouri Governor Mike Parson, however, has not given any sign that he'll be doing that this year for more than 3,000 inmates. But I don't know why they haven't taken any steps yet, because within that 3,500, there have to be some very obvious people that are deserving. St. Louis Public Radio's Julie O'Donohue tells us what it takes for the governor to grant or deny clemency. That story in a few minutes. First, the headlines. The St. Louis County Port Authority wants to study the possible privatization of Lambert International Airport. Here's St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis. The Port Authority voted Thursday to get proposals for airport privatization on how it can affect the region. Critics of the 4-3 vote argued the study could interfere with St. Louis City's affairs, while proponents said the county needs to be involved since the airport will affect the entire region. A spokesman for St. Louis Mayor Lyda Krusen says she doesn't object to the study. St. Louis County Port Authority Chairman John Maupin says this is a good first step to start discussions. I'm totally agnostic about what happens with the airport, except I want what happens with the airport to be good for the region. And I, we just need to have information, and this is, what, this is our method to get information. Maupin says they will send out the request for proposals soon. I'm Chad Davis, St. Louis Public Radio. Five Interstate 64 ramps in St. Louis will close this spring. It's part of a plan to reroute drivers and build new ramps near the planned Major League Soccer Stadium and new National Geospatial Intelligence Agency West Headquarters. Missouri Department of Transportation engineer Michelle Forneris says the aim is to improve traffic on Jefferson Avenue. Reconfiguring this makes it a lot more friendly and understandable to drivers where they enter and exit and opens up this opportunity to really shrink that interstate footprint that exists today. MoDOT will share the cost with the city. A spokesman says the department has set aside $27 million for its portion of this project. The department plans to complete construction on those new ramps by spring 2022. The state panel that oversees Illinois colleges and universities is asking for a significant increase in funding next year. Reporter Brian Mackey has more. The Illinois Board of Higher Education wants a 9.5% bump in state funding for the next school year. The largest chunk of that money would go to fund operations at state universities. John Atkinson, chairman of the board, says decades of state funding cuts and rising tuition have led a lot of kids to leave Illinois for college. It was a pall over higher education, particularly during the budget impasse, that really impacted our brand and made it less frequent that kids would really consider Illinois institutions. The board also wants to pump another $50 million into grants for low-income students. Demand for the monetary award program has outpaced the money available and left thousands and thousands of kids in the cold. I'm Brian Mackey. The new baseball team in O'Fallon, Missouri, now has a name. Ownership announced yesterday that the franchise will be called the O'Fallon Hoots. That's the same name the Prospect League franchise had when it was based in Hannibal, Missouri. Right before Christmas is usually a popular time to release inmates. There are 3,500 clemency applications awaiting action from Missouri Governor Mike Parson. 
As St. Louis Public Radio's Julie O'Donohue reports, families are waiting to see if the governor will act in the next few days. Jane Watkins was only 16 when her mother, Patty Pruitt, went to prison. Pruitt was convicted of killing her husband in 1984. She says she's innocent, and Watkins never believed her mother killed her father. So the women remain close, despite being separated. But Watkins chafes at the rules she has to follow when she goes to visit her mom in prison. They can only hug twice, once at the beginning of the visit, once at the end. Occasionally the guards will tell us that we laugh too loud. We're loud laughers. So, and I'm like, wouldn't it be nice to just hug my mom as much as I want and laugh as loud as I want? And just, that'd be so nice. Pruitt is one of thousands of people waiting on clemency from the governor. In his 18 months in office, Parson has neither approved nor denied any of the thousands of requests for clemency, with the exception of one. He declined to halt an execution in October. In a written statement, Parson's office says he has not acted because he is establishing a review process for the clemency files. He inherited most of his cases from previous governors. State Representative Tracy McCreary, a Democrat from St. Louis County, is sympathetic to the governor, but she says it's unfair to let clemency requests stall for years. I can't imagine what it would be like to be the chief executive of a state and to have that kind of of backlog, but I'm confident he has a really good staff around him, um, but I don't know why they haven't taken any steps yet, because within that 3,500, there have to be some very obvious people that are deserving. Missouri governors have granted clemency almost 400 times in the last 40 years, but they've rejected 5,600 requests in the same time frame. Hundreds of other cases, like Pruitt's, just haven't been acted on either way. McCreary says concerns about political fallout tend to loom over clemency decisions. I think sometimes when governors think they're going to have a political future after their governor, they're hesitant to do these things. Recent governors have approached clemency differently from each other. Jay Nixon, a Democrat, granted clemency in 110 cases, the most of any governor in 30 years. But he shied away from giving relief to people convicted of violent crimes. Republican Eric Greitens was more willing to release people convicted of murder. He granted clemency to some women who killed their abusive partners. And Bob Holden, a Democrat, granted clemency 45 times. But he says he wishes he had done more. You want to try to identify the people that deserve uh, to have a chance to get out. But you sure don't want to make a mistake, because if you make a mistake, then that's part of your legacy for the rest of uh, your life. Like Greitens, Parson has a chance to release survivors of domestic violence and assault if he wants. St. Louis University law professor John Amon represents women who killed their abusers and are still behind bars. He says he's had good conversations with Parson's staff about those women's situations already. Amon says the perspective on domestic violence has shifted since many of his clients were convicted in the 1980s. We're convinced that if the same facts happen today that happened 30 years ago, these women, they may not be convicted at all. They may not be charged. But even if they were convicted, they might serve 10 years for a, a manslaughter charge or something like that. Pruitt is not a survivor of domestic violence, but her attorney met with Parsons staff last year. That makes her daughter hopeful. She's trying to prepare her mother for a homecoming, whenever that might be. 
So I've sent her videos of everything from the front door on. Like this is the house and then into the house and then this is the entry and then this is the living room, this is the kitchen to try to get her a little familiar or know what to expect. And she loved that. They're just waiting to see what the governor will do. I'm Julie O'Donohue, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Have a fantastic weekend. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.